Being an entrepreneur is tough, but being an entrepreneur that supplies tools and knowledge to other entrepreneurs has its own set of unique challenges. That's what we're talking about today with the host of one of the top trucking podcasts in the game, Ramail Watley of Truck and Hustle. Hello again, Blythe Bramley with digitaldispatch.io here, and I'm really pumped about this one, even though I feel like I say that a lot in a lot of these intros, but it's it's truly a blessing to be able to talk to some of the smartest folks in the industry, and Ramil is one of them. Not only is he hosting his own show, but he's out here helping new trucking companies avoid that common pitfall of going out of business within the first year, and he's doing it through community education and collaboration. My personal favorite is the fact that Ramil interviews most of his guests in person. And because after a week spent interviewing folks at a conference, I know firsthand the digital or I guess the difference that you get in the digital experience versus the in-person experience. And in person, it's just so much better of a conversational flow, the social cues, the mannerisms that people give off in person is is a little bit more challenging to achieve in a digital environment. So Ramil does a lot of his interviews in person, flies, travels to them, which is just it, it should speak to the level of the kind of storytelling that you would get out of his podcast and out of his show. It's on YouTube. It's on all kinds of social platforms. Got it all linked in the show notes. But without further ado, let's go ahead and have this conversation with Ramil. Hope you all enjoy. All right, let's go ahead and bring in our next guest. Super pumped to talk to him. It's Ramil Watley. He is the podcast host and creator of Truck and Hustle. It is a great, fantastic show that you can find in podcast format and on YouTube. So let's go ahead and bring him in. Welcome to the show. Blythe, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing very well. I'm excited to finally finally talk to you. Nice to virtually meet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's been. I've been following your work for a while. Big fan. So I was super pumped when when you you said you agreed to come on the show. So for, uh, for folks who, who aren't aware of your of your platform, uh, Truck and Hustle, give us a little bit of a breakdown of, of, of what the podcast covers and how you started it. Yeah. So uh, to just give a breakdown of what Truck and Hustle is, Truck and Hustle started out as a podcast. Um, it's also a community uh, basically, what we do there is we uh, interview the the I like to say the dopest and the greatest and the best minds in transportation, uh, transportation entrepreneurs. We cover different niches, uh, everything from the administrative where you'll have like freight brokerage and and dispatch, all the way to you know the guys who get their hands dirty. You know the fleet the fleet owners, uh, car haulers, dump trucks. We just like to bring awareness to the transportation in- industry as a whole. And uh, we like to inspire and as well as inform uh, people just to bring awareness, man, to, you know, let people know what's going on in this industry. And, uh, you know, that, that's what the goal and the mission of the show is. In terms of how we got started, I, the, the podcast actually got started, uh, what, about two years ago now, July 2019. Uh, you know, I was just kind of I, I had some time on my hands and I was just looking for something to do, uh, like a passion project. I love podcasting. I love the podcast media. And I think it's like the one of the best mediums uh, out there in terms of really having an intimate engagement with your audience. And I've been a podcast fan myself for probably the last 10 years. But typically when I listen to podcasts, I'd always listen to like stuff about real estate or e-commerce or other things that I had interest in. Uh, myself, I've been in the transportation industry for almost 20 years. Uh, since the early 2000s. And I'm also an entrepreneur in transportation. I've also worked in, worked in corporate for many large carriers. So when I was thinking about this podcasting thing, I was like, you know, I would love to do a podcast one day, but what what would I do it on? 
you know, and just one day the thought hit me, you know, you've been in transportation for so long. Why don't you do a, a trucking podcast? And, you know, when I kind of did my research to see what was out there, there were uh, some other platforms that were out there, but I didn't really feel as though they were talking to me. And I, I wanted to create something that uh, would resonate with with myself and create like a culture, you know, around it. So I wanted to do something new, something fresh and something interesting. And that's kind of where the, the the inception of Truck and Hustle uh, began. I started reaching out to friends first, you know, people who I knew from the community and people who I've known through my journey. And then I just started reaching out to strangers and just, you know, telling these amazing stories of these entrepreneurs from all across the nation, you know, who've had come from different backgrounds, uh, you know, and have had, you know, different pasts and experiences and just telling their stories and and, and informing people and, and also informing on how they created their businesses and showing that, you know, the opportunity is there. Um, it's tangible and, and it could be done and, and anybody could do it if you have the right education and the right drive. And, and that's kind of like the short the short story. I hope I didn't take up too much time. <laughs> no, I, I, I love it because you just knocked out like three questions that I had <laughs> on my list. So we're good. I, I, I tend to do that. I, I can tend to be a little bit wordy. You know, I don't ever really get a chance to talk on my own podcast. So when I have an opportunity to talk, I have to vent. Like, you know what I mean? I gotta you got to seize the opportunity. I got to seize the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was looking at your website yesterday and you say that the primary goal is to provide quality information on how to nourish and flourish your trucking company because most won't make it past a year. When you're talking and you're, you're out there sharing knowledge and, and, and talking to other entrepreneurs out in the industry, what are some of the common ways that you're seeing folks fail at first and how can they avoid those mistakes? Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for failure in, in, in business specifically, in business in general and in, in trucking specifically. As we all know, trucking is extremely cash intensive. So a lot of times people just run out of money, right? They 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 don't have the the proper safety net or the, the safety nets to get started. You know, as we all know, a, a engine could you know a blown engine could put you out of business really fast in transportation. Um, a lot of times it's just poor management, uh, not really having the right team of people around you, not having the proper business plan, and and just not really knowing what you're getting getting into. You know, 2020 uh, with the with the pandemic, it it kind of made trucking sexy. You know, to where people started seeing like there's all these opportunities because when everything shut down, you know, the the, the wheels, those 18 wheels kept on rolling. So mm-hmm. it made a lot of people interested in this industry industry and a lot of people started to dive into it. But a lot of people got into it for the wrong reasons. You know, maybe they just thought it was a fad or thought it was something that they could just throw money at. And, you know, in, in the industry, it's not something that you could just throw money at because eventually the money will run out if you if you don't have those fundamentals in place you know, at, at some point is going to catch up to you. So I think that that's that's the main things. A lot a lot of times it's money, poor planning, you know, not having a business plan or just not having the proper education or the proper resources, you know, in order to to continue to get past that one, you know, to two year mark and, and just not having a lot of the right relationships. A lot of times, you know, we go into this not really knowing much, especially if you're fresh and you don't come from the industry, you don't have those relationships. So you have to build those relationships as you go along. And, you know, everybody is not able to, to, to make it happen in that way. So I think those are some of the things that causes, you know, some of the demise of, of some of these new uh, upstarts. 
Now with your platform, you're, you're very vigilant about sharing industry knowledge. And, and the way you do so is you're, you're conducting video first interviews. A lot of the times, I think the majority of the time you're doing these interviews on site, you're doing them in a warehouse, you're doing them on location in the truck yard. You're, you're, you're inside, you know, somebody's office. And I love that because I feel like you get so much more out of the interview when you do them in person. Why was it important for you to do a lot of these interviews in person? And on site. Yeah, so so for a couple of reasons, and, and some of them you just now mentioned. Num- number one, you know, it doesn't get any more intimate than sitting, you know, right in front of a person and really, you know, they, they really tend to bear their soul when when they're right there. You know, first of all, you have to have an opportunity to connect with them, you know, on a personal level before the show. So, you know, when you do things virtually, a lot of times you don't have that, you know, half an hour or so to really get to know the person at first. You know, when I do my shows, when I did a lot of virtual shows. I would try to get that time and we usually have a conversation. I would kind of vet people and just kind of get an understanding of their business, their goals and so forth and so on. But when you're in person, it's just nothing like that. You, nothing like it. You know, you really get to get to feel that person out. And then once you go into the actual interview, there's just a, another comfort level. Now, there are some negatives to that. Some people aren't used to talking in front of the camera. So you have to make them comfortable because there's all these lights shining on them for like the first time. And they're like a movie star all of a sudden. <laughs> but, um, you know, but once they're asking for autographs and, and, and we start talking, it's like they forget the lights, they go away. And then all of a sudden we're just having a really good conversation. And I just feel, you know, it's just the best way to get the most out of people and, and treasure hunt. I like to call it treasure hunt. And, you know, like what we do is we treasure hunt. We're looking for those hidden buried treasures inside of people because I feel, I feel we all have them. But as interviewers, we just have to ask the right questions in order to, 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 to dig them out. You know what I'm saying? And, and then on top of that, um, in addition to going visual, it's just about reach. You know, the podcasting platform is a great platform as far as intimacy and as far as really having that core audience. But in order to get reach and to get the word out, you know, there's still people who don't even know what a podcast is, right? There's still people you say, I have a podcast and they're like, what's that? You know, they don't know that there's a, a preloaded app in your phone for podcasting that has, you know, hundreds of thousands of podcasts readily available for you. So because of that, because there's still that barrier, you know, you have to go where the people are at. So I felt that it was important to, be, you know, become visual and go on YouTube where you have five billion people. And now, you know, it's based on search intent. So now people are typing and searching things and they're falling upon your content and they can discover you more. And obviously, you know, the whole goal is to have more reach and to have people discover the show and to have people discover the message. and, and, And that's the goal. So I felt by going visual, it would kind of 10x the reach and get us to a place to where now people are just discovering the show. And also people who are not necessarily niched in just transportation, because we're we're trying to bring people into the industry. As as you see, there's a huge disparity with, with drivers. We have a huge driver shortage. We need people in this industry to keep it going and to keep it thriving. So, you know, in order to reach people who aren't necessarily thinking about the industry, you have to go where they're at. So I felt that adding that visual component was really important in doing so. And, and obviously you have to invest a little bit more. You have to have a team, you have to travel, hotels and all that. But but I enjoy it. And, and so far it, it's been yielding some some pretty nice benefits and, and returns in terms of engagement and so forth and so on. I love that because you've obviously been doing all the right things because you're, you're speaking of the visuals, you're speaking of discovery and, and, and getting that additional reach. What does that post, once you wrap an interview, what does that post-production look like for you? Do you have a team of people editing it? Are you in the trenches editing yourself and sending it out to social media platforms? H- how are you managing all of it? 
Yeah, so I, I have a small team. I have, I have about two two cameramen that I work with uh, intimately all the time. Uh, one of my camera guys is a, a best friend of mine from childhood. Another another one is a guy who I met several years ago, a, a young a young kid by the name of uh, Chris Forever Rails, and my other guy, uh, Kwaku King Nabi. I just plug them real quick if anybody needs camera people. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know, um, that, that's in terms of the, the actual footage. Now they also do do the edits as well. And then I have an, a, a virtual team that I work with as well for edits and, and helping me post content. I mean, the team is the most important thing in order to, for, in, for growth. You know what I mean? Because you can't do it all yourself, especially as a creative, you have to focus on securing the guests and you have to focus on, you know, like the narrative and how you want the show to go and how you want things to roll out because you're like the CEO of this project and, and, and this offering. So you'd want to kind of take your mind off of the actual execution of creating the content. So yeah. at first, when I got started, I, I did a lot of that myself. You know, I have some a little bit of like very small skills in like, you know, uh, in, in, in like mixing and editing shows and stuff like that. So I would do it you know, just the, the audio portion. But when it came to the video, I had no idea about that. So I had to definitely, you know, uh, get out the way and, and let the professionals handle that. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much how we do it. We, we have a pretty small team. I probably work with about four to five people. And, and, and that team is, is fairly new in terms of just growth now, because now we're working on the growth portion. The last uh, two years, we've just been working on building our audience organically and just building that trust and just showing that we're, you know, just just really a source that can be trusted and 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 just that word of mouth is how we've grown but now you know as as we've grown had had that traction now it's time to kind of step it up and and you know get get some more visibility you know we want to be out there like freight waves you know we want to be out there with you guys <laughs> you know no, i mean so. you're doing a fantastic job so I, I i i'm sitting here and i want to like be taking notes off to the side because what you said about you can't be the one actually editing it too and i i handle the editing for for a lot of my different shows and it's it's exhausting so i'm yeah, taking I mean, some it's, notes it's off an, to the side it's an investment you know obviously but it's it's worth it you know and and you'll see that and just the, the quality of, of the way things come out and, and just timing and so forth. And, and I mean, it's difficult to even work with the team because now you're managing a team and now you have to kind of get your thoughts inside of them. So, I mean, it's like you're so used to doing things on your own and it's like all in your head. So now when you have a team, you're trying to communicate those thoughts to them. So it, it's a process. And I'm still going through that process. We're still very new and very young at what we're doing and we're growing and we're just getting better every day. So, you know, that, that that's pretty much it. With all the people that you've interviewed and you've talked to, do you have a, a favorite story that 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 has come from that? There is so many stories, and <laughs> I, you know, I get I've, I've been asked this question a few times. Um, you know, there's so many stories. I mean, I I, <laughs> I I I love to see just people who come from you know uh, either impoverished conditions or. Uh, just challenging situations come from, you know, in, in uh, being imprisoned or, uh, you know, come from situations to where it just looked like, you know, they just had such a slim shot at winning and just really being able to turn that around and just create these businesses. And, and they don't always have to be the biggest businesses. They can be small businesses, but it's just really inspiring to see people from all different walks of life just be able to just have the drive and motivation and 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 the that that go getter spirit and mentality just make it happen and just in a lot of cases not even know what they're getting into but they just find their way so all those stories kind of really just inspire me I, I love the underdog story you know I love Rocky one two three four maybe not five 
so much. <laughs> but I, I love the underdog story. I love to see people come from nothing and turn it into something. Mm. You know, that that really that. resonates with me. So anytime I see a story like that, it's 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 awesome to me. So I'd say those are like kind of like my favorite stories. And, and 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 I think those are the most inspiring stories because we have a lot of people out there, you know, who are down on their luck and they feel like, you know, they don't have opportunities or or, or they can't do it. And when they see when they see people like that make it happen, you know, it, it changes the whole trajectory of some of people's life in, in in some cases. And and that's inspiring to me. When I get direct messages and and and, and emails saying, you know, you literally not me, but you, they'll say me, but it's not me. It's all of us. It's the collective. The show has literally changed my life. When I heard mm-hmm. this person or I heard this story, it literally made me start my business. And now I have a government contract that's worth $2 million. Or I, wow. I mean, it gets no better than that. That that So that has become my purpose. And I just love to see those messages. I get them. I get them all the time. And all I can say is, man, congratulations. I love it. And just do me a favor. Don't stop. I love that. That and nothing helps us connect with somebody else more than than realizing the struggle and and breaking through that struggle and 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 rising to the top. It's 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 Absolutely. it's been incredible to watch a lot of the different and listen to a lot of the different stories that you've been putting out because it's really inspiring work. And Thank and where you. you promote a lot of your stories is is through Instagram. And I saw a post the other day that said you were leaving Instagram and Twitter <laughs> and you were going to LinkedIn. <laughs> is, is that now? Yeah. Is that yeah, real? Yeah, yeah. Are you going to so, LinkedIn? So I actually, so it's funny when I put that post up, people started asking me, "Well, what's your LinkedIn name going to be?" I've been on LinkedIn forever, first of all, right? So it's like nothing's really changing here. I told people that I'll be Airbnbing my Instagram, so anybody who wants to take take over it, feel free. But 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 no, that that post was just simply, um, you know, every platform is different in terms of the way we communicate, and and, and Instagram tends to get a bit messy at times. And, you know, it just seems when I'm on LinkedIn, it's just not as messy, you know, so I was just kind of venting and I was just like, you know what, I'm tired of the mess because listen, the the truck and hustle platform is all about love. It's all about unity. You'll see a lot of times in my posts, I'll say, you know, we're stronger together. We have to stick together. We have to be unified. We have to work together, you know, um, and, and especially us as minorities, we're minorities in, in transportation, you know, so we, we have to stick together. We have to, you know, make sure that we, 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 you know, the silly stuff just has to be put to the side. So that was just me kind of venting, just putting a message out there to anybody who follows me to just say, hey, you know, we're about unity. We're about building each other up. And if y'all don't stop it, I'm moving to LinkedIn permanently. <laughs> we're turning this car around. I'm, now I'm moving to LinkedIn permanently. I'm, I'm packing my bags. But uh, but no, it was just really in jest. I, I'm not going anywhere. So with, with I mean, obviously you have a huge social media presence. Uh, but for somebody who's new, who's starting up a new trucking company, what are one one or two platforms that you would suggest that they get started on? Well, definitely um, freight waves for one. I mean, you guys are are the standard in terms of just education and resources. I mean, that goes without saying. I mean, e- everybody knows that, and whoever doesn't know that, I mean, you, you guys for sure. And then I, I would just say, if you really just want to kind of educate yourself, I know one thing that I do that's kind of like a little hack is I I, I use Google Alerts. I use Google Alerts for every uh, every single topic that I'm interested in. I'll just put those Google Alerts. Let, let's say it's last mile. And I'll put it in Google. And then at four o'clock in the morning, there's like a thousand stories popping up on my phone. And then I'll just like, you know, look through them. And, I, and, and one that looks interesting, obviously, I'm not going to read all of them. I don't have all that time. <laughs> but if something looks interesting, I mean, that's going to capture 
the majority of the stories that's happening daily in terms of just educating yourself on what's going on in the industry. So I would always recommend to people, you know, if you want to just learn about different topics, use Google Alerts. If you want to learn about what's going on consistently in the industry in terms of just, you know, spot market and, 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 and all these different things, Freight Waves is definitely the, the, the source and Truck and Hustle is working to become one of those sources as well. So um, so that that's what I would say for right now. But keep it simple, man. I mean, you don't have to go crazy, you know, all over the place. Just find a, one true source for content and just double down on that because it's diff- there's so much different content in so many different places. You have to find that true source and that true North Star and just kind of stay there and just, you know, dig into that content uh, deeply. I love it. All right. Last question. And real quick, where can people follow Truck and Hustle and, and all of your work? Yeah, so you can find Truck and Hustle on all podcast streaming platforms, Spotify, uh, Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. We're on YouTube. So anywhere, you know, that streaming podcast and YouTube, you can find us. Uh, You can find me on Instagram. All of my socials are Truck and Hustle. That's T-R-U-C-K-N, the letter N, H-U-S-T-L-E. Hustle. Uh, Twitter is Truck and Hustle Pod. That's the only one. They, somebody got my. I don't know how they got to it before <laughs> me, but they did. If you if you're listening to this, I need that handle. Um, and yeah, obviously the website truckandhustle.com. We have a lot to come on the website as well. So look out for more things happening. And we're just building the brand. We're taking our time. You know, anything worth having takes time. And we're just you know going slow but steady. And just, you know, trying to really be a, a, a force to be reckoned with in terms of just educating people and inspiring people to, to, to gain uh, interest and enter into this transportation industry. Perfect. I love it. it it's been wonderful to watch your growth. So I appreciate your time today. For sure, Blake. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Signing off. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website, digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, then I think you'll love another show that I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, tech, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on FreightWaves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you. You can find them in the show notes or again over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing and since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust and rely on folks like yourself that will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Bremley, and I will see you real soon.